Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Friday. We've made it to Friday, April 23rd. Uh, amazing already uh, that we are that late into this, oh, this wonderful month that when it's not snowing like it was two days ago is fantastic and beautiful. Um, again, thank you for being with me today and breaking open God's word together. Let's dive right in. Uh, we are continuing our journey through John chapter 6. However, today will be the last day. Uh, we are going to read John chapter 6, verses 52 to 59. So it picks up immediately uh, where we left off yesterday. Uh, and uh, because it ends at 59 and tomorrow's Saturday, it will pick up and go the rest of the way tomorrow. So when we come back together next week, uh, we will begin in John chapter 10. So just to, to reflect from yesterday, verses 50, verse 51, because it's going to be really key here. Jesus was talking about uh, eating man in the desert, but they died. Uh, the real bread that comes down from heaven is him. I, he said, I am the living bread that comes down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. So that's where we left off. Uh, where he says very specifically that I'm that living bread and, and eating my flesh. Remember, there was murmuring, all that stuff that they're, they're trying to understand what he's talking about. So let's dive in, John six fifty-two to 59, okay? My friends are reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The Jews quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them on the last day, for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him, just as the living Father sent me, and I have life because of the Father. So also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. These things he said while teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, again, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but this is so important that we don't piecemeal John 6 because it's, as a whole, it is so important. Because if you hear this reading today, it sounds an awful lot like the reading yesterday, right? And, and yesterday, an awful lot like the reading before. But they really kind of build up and stand on the shoulders of each other. Remember, all of John 6, it is, is, it is his great Eucharistic manifesto. Uh, and, and again, forgive, it just, but, but you go back to last Friday when it was the feeding of the 5,000, how he linked it to Passover. Remember, because that is key. That is key because of the Passover sacrifice, the sacrifice of the lamb, and ultimately it will be Jesus' sacrifice, that flesh given for the life of the world. Um, and, uh, and beyond that, how with the feeding of the 5,000, those five loaves and two bread, or two fish were, were taken. They were blessed. 
they were broken, and they were shared. Uh, that imagery, that idea, that's all Eucharistic. And, and, uh, and then uh, the rest of it, that takes place across the, the uh, Sea of Galilee. Then the rest of this all takes place in Capernaum, which we just hear about here at the end. So what do we want to talk about today? I want to talk about two things, I think. Maybe three. Who knows where the Spirit will go. So Jesus is very explicit in what I started with. Remember with verse 51, you know, about uh, my flesh. I mean, that is, that is uh, and, and, and even here in this scripture, flesh is capitalized, capital F, flesh. I mean, and that's, so it's not just talking, you know, about, uh, about uh, skin. It's talking about more uh, flesh if it's capitalized here. We're talking about the incarnate flesh. We're talking about God. My flesh is, is life, for the li- life of the world, uh, is food for life of the world. Well, then the Jews, of course, are, are, are like, this doesn't make sense to me. They don't get to see that it's capital F. They don't get 2,000 years of Eucharistic theology and trying to figure all this out and what this means. They're like, this doesn't make a lick of sense. How can he give us his flesh to eat? I, I, one, we're not cannibals, and two, that's not going to go very far, even if we were. What's, what's going on here? And so Jesus, again, tries to clarify. Amen, amen. Whenever he says amen, amen, I say to you, it's like, okay, listen, listen to what's coming after that because it's going to be big. And so he says, amen, amen, I say to you. Unless, so he doesn't back down. He's doubling down. He's doubling down here. He's not saying, okay, let, let, me, let me, you know, help you understand this. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man. They're saying, how can we do that? He says, listen, unless you do, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you don't have life without in you. And then it's like he triples down. Um, For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Oh my gosh. Brothers and sisters, how do we get away from that? How can you get away from that? Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise them on the last day. Why? Because my flesh is real. It's not just I'm not just talking metaphorically, although remember, like I said yesterday, he is at at some level certainly talking metaphorically, but he is talking literally here too, that we need to chew on the word of God, brothers and sisters. We need to to reflect constantly on who Jesus is and and that that idea, that becomes bread for us. You know, when, when God, or excuse me, when Jesus says that to Satan in the desert, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. He's saying both lowercase w and uppercase w, lowercase w, that we need to chew on the word of God and what that means and, and, and literally help it make sense in our life. But he's also saying capital W, meaning him. And, and, and again, he's, he's like quadrupling down here for my flesh is true food. It, what I'm talking about isn't just metaphor. My flesh is real food. My blood is real drink. Brothers and sisters, that just points us directly to the Eucharist. We can't get away from that here. And whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. That, that image of the vine, right? Okay, so two things that I want to talk about. And, and here they all are right here. That my blood, my flesh, my flesh, my flesh is true food. My blood is true drink. Number one, number two. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Brothers and sisters, you know, 
we live in a uh, enlightened age, a post-enlightenment, right? And we're, we're very rooted in, in science and, and fact and, and senses. And, and all that's good. All that's good. There, there, was, there was great gift in that. And, and we don't have to shut off half our brain to say, okay, you know, this doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, you know, I don't understand it on, on this scientific. No. Brothers and sisters, there's one truth. And, and all of it, whether it's science or philosophy or, or psychology or, or sociology or theology, they all point to the one truth, capital O, capital T. And we're going to use different images for that. Um, but none of this uh, takes away that idea of the Eucharist being the body and blood. But we can easily fall into it because I look at that host and it just looks like a little wafer. It looks like a little cracker. And I've had a thousand of them in my life. And they taste like any other wafer or cracker I've had. And, and I've, I've had that glass of wine. It tastes just like any other wine that I've had, you know. Um, and because we can't see it. And the taste sound is the same. And, and we want proof because we're scientific beings. But brothers and sisters, we've talked before. We've talked even recently about how God desires to be one with us, right? I mean, he even talks about it here later. That unless you remain in me. He says, anyone who comes to me, I will not reject anyone who comes to me. Brothers and sisters, if we believe, well, my point here is, and, and it doesn't base on our belief. Why would God not use this to, to come into us and to help us uh, help find a home within us and help us become more like him? Even if we can't see it, or even if it doesn't make full sense in our brains, why would God not use anything God can use? If God can use our our fellow human beings to speak to us, which, by the way, of course he does. If God can use poetry and music to speak to us, which, by the way, of course he does. If God can use, uh, you know, movies to speak to us, which, of course he does, and books and, and people that lived 200 years ago and what they said, if God can use all those things, why can't God, can't God use bread and wine? If God uses uh, nature to speak to us, which, of course, he does. God uses everything. There is nothing outside of what God can and, 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 and will use. He, he will use everything to help us not only know who he is on a, on a, on a level of, of intellect, but on a level of heart, to know who he is, to be part of who we are. Why would he not use bread and wine? Why? That doesn't make any sense that he, of course he would. And here he's saying, my flesh is true flesh. It is real food. My blood is real drink. It is not just imagery. It is real. Now, here's the beauty of this. You know, every other food we, we eat, every food that we eat, you know, the corn dogs that I may have for lunch today, there's a, there's a good, you know, healthy meal, or, or you know, the salad that, that Renee may make tonight. Uh, or, or whatever we had, the Honey Nut Cheerios this morning. All of that goes into my body and, and is digested. And forgive those you know, biologists listening to this because I am certainly not. But it gets digested and those nutrients go into our bloodstream and are carried to every cell in our body. 
where it builds us up. So my point is, we take that food, we digest it, it conforms to us in a sense. It, it becomes not only our property, but, but it transforms into us. And it goes and, and it takes those nutrients and helps us continue to be us. Whatever us is, you know, in our hands or the cells in our brains or the cells in our, our lungs or wherever that is. That's where it goes. It helps us continue to be who we are physically. But the body of Christ and the blood of Christ do exactly the opposite. They go into our, our, our stomachs and are digested and they are taken to every cell in our body not to help us continue to be us but to be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. And I don't know about you, but I know I need that. I need that because I can't do this on my own. And if indeed that is true, that I can take this food in, not so it can conform and transform into me, but exactly the opposite, that it can help transform me into Christ at, at a molecular, cellular level. I just sit and thank God for that because that is the food and drink I need. Not just, not just pondering the word of God in my head and my heart. Both are necessary because that is the, the food I need uh, for eternal life there too. But also that very food, capital F, that helps me become the one uh, whom I, I worship and, and whom I wish to be transformed into. That's point one. Gosh, I'm yapping a lot. Okay, point number two. Let's get this over, huh? I mean, this is way too good, though. Who, um, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. Again, I, I, I go to John John 15 or 16. Forgive me. I, I should know the answer to that. But the vine and uh, branches image, I believe it's 15. You know, um, I was just reading this morning, again, how, God, how good God is in my prayer that, um, you know, oftentimes we come before God, God, help me with this. God, where do you want me to be in life? God, help me to grow into this thing. Uh, and and the, the prayer that I'm, I was reading this morning, the reflection, was saying, listen, the branch doesn't say to the vine every day, oh, you know, please give me sap, please give it to me. And, and how do you want me to grow? Do you want me to grow this way today, this, this shoot to come out more? How do you want it to do? the reflection simply said, no, no, that's going to take care of itself. All you have to do is make sure you are part of the vine. Because when you are, the sap will automatically go through you. The growth will happen as it needs to. The fruit will come forward, whatever fruit that is, grapes, oranges, apples, pears, dates, whatever it is, it will come forward in its own way, in its own season, at its own time, and, and render unto those who eat it what they need. But you don't have to worry about any of that. All you and I need to worry about is are we grafted onto that vine? And that's all presence. Brothers and sisters, we can talk about all this stuff, but the bottom line is all we need is to make sure we are as one, as united, as present, as, as uh, open, as, as uh, and I guess, I guess just one is the best word I can use, as united uh, together with Christ as we can and let the rest take care of itself.
Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, is united with me, and I'm united with them. Again, if we're taking that food in and we trust that it's transforming us, we don't need to worry about tomorrow or next week or next year. We'll let that take care of itself. All we need to be, I won't even say worried about or anxious about, all we need to make sure we're doing is to unite ourselves with Christ today, to remain in him and let God do that growth on God's time, in God's way, and and to God's end. But let's make sure you and I simply remain in him and allow that spirit to do what the spirit does. Last thing I'll say, if we were to keep reading for tomorrow, uh, we would see the great challenge, of course, and the great decision. Um, The murmuring doesn't stop. It was there yesterday. We skipped those verses, but remember, it was there yesterday. The people did it today again, and they'll do it tomorrow. But it wasn't just the crowds tomorrow that murmur. Tomorrow, if you read tomorrow's gospel, you start with verse 60, it's the disciples. It's the disciples. It's the inner group. And the disciples say, this is too much. This is too much. Real, Real food, real drink, this doesn't make any sense to me. And they leave. They leave because of this. And Jesus does not run after them and say, hey, I was only speaking metaphorically. <sighs> Jesus in his great courage, you know, I, I mean, vulnerable, oh, simply looks at the 12 and says, are you guys going to leave too? And again, in John's gospel, this is the great act of, of Peter, the the uh, the uh, act of faith, the the. Um, I want to say contrition, but that's not it. The creedal statement, in a sense. In, in particularly Luke and Matthew, it's at Caesarea Philippi, where he says, you are the Christ, when he says, who do people say I am? In John's gospel, it's here. He just simply looks at the, at, at the inner 12. He sees his other friends leaving, and he says, are you two going to leave? And Peter says, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words of eternal life. That's it. That's it. Brothers and sisters, that food is real. Yeah, we need to chew on his word. We, it's, it's, and, and God comes to us in, in infinite, I'll even use that word, infinite number of ways. But he comes to us in bread and wine. Why would he not? And this food is different. It doesn't conform to us. It doesn't transform into us. It transforms us into him at a level that we can't even understand. And it goes into every cell in our being. And, and the purpose is that we may remain in him. All this other stuff we worry about, ah, let's set all that stuff down today. Let's just relax into the one and, and set our head against his chest, right? As the disciple whom Jesus loved did. And just hear the heartbeat. Just remain in him and know the work. God will do the work. And he looks at us and says, hey, are you in or out? What do you think? Time for us, like Peter and the 12. What choice do we make today? Let's pray. And God, in God's great goodness, brings us to the fifth luminous mystery today. Couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. So let's lift all of these uh, intentions up to our Blessed Mother as we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 
the fifth luminous mystery, the gift of the Eucharist, the institution of the Eucharist. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have a marvelous weekend, and when we receive the Eucharist this weekend, may we do so in a way that just, I, we are in awe of God's goodness. I look forward to seeing you again on Monday.